Welcome to the Next Discipleship Podcast, a resource from Freedom in Christ Church. Our vision is to impact the world for Christ with how he's transforming us every day. On this podcast, we're taking next steps and learning how to be followers of Jesus. We're glad you're here. This is What's Next. Well, again, welcome back. Uh, Here we are in our seventh episode of our Next Discipleship Podcast. We're working through chapter six of the Everything You Need course, which is focused in on 2 Peter chapter one. And so we're glad you're here. Glad you're joining us and tracking with us all the way through here into our seventh episode. Of course, we're joined again by Pastor Del Wells, the author of this course, and he's going to keep walking us through this material, the sixth chapter of this course. So welcome back again. Good to be here. Glad you're here. So after the list that we worked through in our last episode, this one is going to sort of pull back a little bit and remind us of how on earth we're going to accomplish this task. That was quite a list of essentials that we needed to allow the Holy Spirit to develop in our lives and all of those things. So this this episode is going to help us understand how we are actually going to be able to accomplish that. So Second uh, Peter 1 and verse 5, just the beginning of that verse says, For this very reason make every effort to add. So how are we going to accomplish this? Mm. Well, if you are a legitimate follower of Christ, like you really mean business, you will agree that this list of eight spiritual qualities is impressive. Mm -hmm. There's no question. You've mentioned that. Uh, To be able to live in a way that pleases God and set a Christ-like example for others to follow is something that is worthy of striving for. We would agree with that if we're serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, after all, you've been given every reason by God's generosity to, to do your best to be godly and unconformed to the world's pattern. So the agenda is already set out for us, and we would go, oh, wow, that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that, that idea of making every effort can sound like a pretty daunting task. Mm-hmm. And if you think about your own inherent weaknesses, you know your own personal failures, all of those things it can just make it seem like it might be impossible. And in fact, we might say it is impossible considering you on your own. Mm. So how do we add to what God has deposited in us at our spiritual rebirth? How do we add to that? And isn't it kind of unreasonable to assume that we are capable of maturing spiritually and becoming more like Jesus every day? Like how are we actually going to do that? And what does God know that we need to understand and embrace in order to make this actually come alive? Mm -hmm. Well, you know me, I'm a realist. And Mm -hmm. so I think uh, a great word for people listening is be real, be Mm -hmm. realistic. Uh, You alone are incapable of doing these, of obeying these things (laughs) to increase your spiritual character and maturity in yourself. You are incapable. We all are. You need far more than your human effort to accomplish this. You need the empowering of the Holy Spirit that will turn out to be more than adequate to enable you to make the required effort. Mm -hmm. So it's both, uh, being real is really both an issue of being honest about the fact that you cannot do it, but Mm -hmm. it also takes a a huge weight off. It does. It really should be taking a huge weight off of us to Mm say, I'm not capable on my own but I'm not alone. Right. And so instead of trying to strive for an impossible standard, and we, we see so much of that comparison in our society today, mm-hmm. just striving to compare, to compare, to be better than, to try to do more and to try to achieve more. And what does success look like? This is not that. 
We are literally not capable of doing this alone. That's right. But we are, in fact, very capable because of the empowering of, empowering of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Remember, God's the one who put this all together. So he's very aware of what you're capable of right. and not capable <laughs> right. of. Right. Uh, but he is also the one who has made the provision for us of the Holy Spirit to come and to enable us to do that. So I would suggest uh, three things. First of all, be aggressive in pursuing the Holy Spirit's fullness in your life daily. Like, be aggressive. Don't just sit back and kind of wait for things to happen. Mm -hmm. This isn't, you know, the process of osmosis. This is something that you say, I want that. I'm going to go after it. Because you recognize that without God's help and God's offer uh, to give you the ability that you need, you're incapable. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. Productive Christian living is not passive. It requires everything you have. So the question you have to ask yourself, how much of God do you want in your life? So, you know, if you really want as much of God as he wants to give to you, then be aggressive. Secondly, continually invite the Holy Spirit to fill you each moment so that you will always be overflowing with his presence and power. It's a simple ask. You say, Holy Spirit, come, fill me afresh and anew. And then you will be ready at every moment to respond to do what God is asking of you. I think that as you mature in this, as you become aware of this, you do things like learning how to pray in the Holy Spirit. In fact, your prayer life takes on a new dimension when you're continually asking the Holy Spirit to get a hold of your life, to overflow your life, and you uh, see that the Holy Spirit actually helps you to pray. I think maybe some people hear that idea of invite the Holy Spirit to, you know, in this case, we're talking about fill you daily, you know. I wonder if some people hear that and sort of gloss over that and think, oh, I don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. But it's really important to understand that's literally just a prayer you're praying. That's just a prayer you're praying. Like as you're praying, Holy Spirit, I invite you Mm -hmm. to fill my life. That's right. I invite you to develop these characteristics in me. I invite you to take my effort and and make me capable of doing the things that you want to do in me that I'm not capable of on my own. Like literally those prayers, you can just pray every day. That's it's right. as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And always remember, the Holy Spirit is already in you. So this isn't asking the Holy Spirit to come into your life. This is the asking the Holy Spirit to fill your life with, mm. your, with His presence. And that's, I think, where a lot of people miss... Uh, the dynamic uh, that's available to them. So talk about the difference between we know the Holy Spirit lives in us Mm -hmm. and the fact that the Holy Spirit fills our lives. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how would you describe that to somebody? Well, it's the fact that when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we know the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. Mm -hmm. So if you're a born-again believer, the Holy Spirit lives in you already. There's no asking the Holy Spirit to come into your life. He is already there. But what we're talking about here is living uh, in the Holy Spirit's power, in His ability, and learning how to follow after the Holy Spirit's direction. And uh, you begin to understand things like what it means to have His anointing, His uh, insight, His provision, all of those things. And so it's... It's a lot like just surrendering yourself mm-hmm. for the Holy Spirit to fill you mm-hmm. completely with Himself. So it'd be like saying, uh, less of me, more of you. You know that mm-hmm. prayer? Mm-hmm. Less of me, more of you. Uh, I want 
less of my way and I want more of your way. And, and that's just how your prayer life will evolve. Mm-hmm. You'll begin to see that. And so it's two different things. The Holy Spirit is already in you as a believer in Jesus Christ. That's, there's no question about that. That's a deposit. It's already made in you by God. But th- we're talking about living in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a life that's overflowing. So I've heard it said before, it's, it's not about asking for more of God. It's about surrendering more of you mm-hmm. to allow the Holy Spirit to fill your life mm-hmm. more and more. Not that he's not already there, but mm-hmm. that he's, you know, you're giving up more of yourself so that you can find out what he has for you. Would right. that be fair to say yeah. in the, in, as a description? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So because there'll be times as you grow in this process that you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize that I was capable of that. Oh, wow, where did that come from? Oh, wow, that thought that just came to me. Oh, wow, I I didn't even see that uh, situation before. And all of a sudden these Mm -hmm. things come to you and you realize, oh, that's the Holy Spirit doing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. in my life. Because you get yourself out of the road and you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. Mm Okay, so you talked first about being aggressive yep. in pursuing the Holy Spirit's fullness in you daily. Mm-hmm. Secondly, inviting the Holy Spirit to keep filling you mm-hmm. uh, so that you'll always be overflowing with his presence and power. And the third one. And the third one, I would say, is train yourself to continually give out what you're receiving from the Lord. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, you're not a holding tank of God's blessing. You know, oh God, just bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And he does. But that's not the whole purpose. Mm -hmm. You're not a holding tank, but a distribution center. Hmm. In other words, God's given you these things uh, to flow out of you. you, And you'll find that as you give out to others for Christ, you will be resupplied over and over and over so that you'll never run out. Mm -hmm. But you will never experience this uh, miraculous provision of God unless you learn dependency on God. And you'll only learn dependency on God as you continue to give out for God. Hmm. So by giving out what God gives you and believing that God will resupply you, you learn to be dependent on God. And that just builds your faith as well. So you need to train yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't just take in, give out continually. That's the principle I was just teaching about from Second Corinthians about generosity. The more you sow, the more you reap. And then the more you sow, the more God is able to give you to sow Mm -hmm. and on and on and on it goes Mm -hmm. so that people will come to know him. So that people will honor him. People glorify him. You'll be fully supplied in everything that you're given to do. But if you're only sowing sparingly, you're only going to reap sparingly and Mm -hmm. you're never going to actually see these things develop. That's the same principle here. Same principle. I love that passage of scripture uh, in second Corinthians chapters eight and nine. And Paul's using as an ex- as his example there of people who are the model for this, not rich people. These were people who were poor with material things, mm-hmm. generally speaking, the Macedonian Christians. Uh, and I think sometimes people go, well, I don't have anything to give, or, you know, I can't give, or I'm just so, it's so tight. And I, and I say uh, that you need to learn from that example that you have lots to give. And give what you do have to give. And that's how your increase that that's how you'll see the increase in your supply. Uh, God continues to increase uh, what you have as you give out. And so uh, that's a powerful thing. And it teaches you dependence on God, as mm-hmm. I've mentioned. You need right. you need to learn to be dependent on God. You need to trust Him. And that's what that does for you. Right. The Holy Spirit's empowering presence in our lives is not 
primarily to make us feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to give us supernatural capabilities to be like Jesus in his character, in his conduct, and in his ministry, right? So we, we need to really have that understanding that this is not just about, uh, it's not a bless me club. It's not, uh, look at all the great things I can do now, or look at all these great characteristics I have. It's because we want to be like Jesus in everything we do so that we can show that to the world around us. That's right. But, you know, at the same time, there will be times where you do feel amazing. Mm-hmm. When the Holy Spirit is working in your life, you'll go, wow, that, that's amazing. You see all of those things and, and you'll say, oh, but there are other times that you won't feel like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what you have to realize that most of life is like pretty regular stuff. And you have to learn how to live well by doing the will of God in all of this. And God's empowering presence is always there. So it's always a blessing. You're all, you should always feel blessed. But in our human nature, we don't always, particularly when we're being pressured and overwhelmed with, with things, uh, we tend to get uh, lose our focus and get off track a, a little bit till we have to refocus again. Uh, but the reality is, uh, we need to understand God's empowering presence in us is to work through us. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is actually not specifically named in Second Peter 1. We have talked in every episode about the power of the Holy Spirit, the importance of relying on the Holy Spirit in this process and how involved he is in all of this and how it's impossible without him. But he's actually not named in this passage, which is fascinating, that all of these uh, spiritual gifts, all of these uh, essential qualities are still given by him and are developed through him, but he's actually not named. But the New Testament uh, teaches all over the place that you know these characteristics, these things do grow because of him. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to be a student of God's word. Uh, we're dealing with one passage, of course, and it's so full, as we mm-hmm. uh, understand right. as we're unpacking this together. Uh, there is so much here, but it's so important to know the whole Word of God, and that's why I continually encourage people to get to know it, to get to read the Bible, study the Bible, memorize the Bible, and you'll see how things uh, work together. These scriptures that uh, I've listed here in the course, uh, are. I hope that people that are listening and are working through this will take the time to read through these and mark down what uh, they see here. Uh, just let me go very quickly over mm-hmm. this list. Yeah, do that. And I'll give you uh, just some of my thoughts. So the first one is Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 18. And it's talking here about being careful how you live and to be wise, not unwise and make the most of every opportunity and that the holy spirit we know is the one who gives us the discernment we need he's the one that helps us to distinguish uh, evil from uh, good and he also is the one that helps us to know the lord's will and that's what this scripture is telling us to do it goes on to say this uh, do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the Spirit, capital S. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's capital S, uh, we know it's the Holy Spirit. So in other words, become intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. Be full uh, to overflowing. That's how you'll be able to accomplish these things. The second uh, passage is Galatians chapter 5. And um, th- in this one, it's talking about uh, living by the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, and how important that is. 
listen to these words at the very beginning in Galatians 5, verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit, capital S, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Well, if you just stop there and think that through and go, well, you know, I, I, I struggle in this area or I have such a hard time there and I keep falling down there. Here's, here's the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Live by the Holy Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Uh, Paul, in his writing, this goes on and makes a list of many of the acts of the sinful nature, he said, that are obvious, things that we mm-hmm. look at and know. And it's the Holy Spirit in us that helps us to develop a distaste for those. Just as in our natural self, we acquire naturally a taste for things that are wrong, that are sinful. Mm-hmm. We want to do those things. That's natural in, this, in our sinful state. But I believe that the Holy Spirit's fullness in us creates in us a distaste for those things, that, that we don't want actually to do those things. And you'll hear that testimony given by people who have been transformed. And they will say, wow, or I used to be so overwhelmed and I just had to do this. I, I have no craving for that mm-hmm. anymore. And that's what happens there. And then, of course, it goes on and talks about the fruit of the Spirit and uh, the nine parts of the fruit of the Spirit, the uh, character uh, development in us to make us more like Christ. And it's also the power of the Holy Spirit in us to deny ourselves. It says... Here, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Well, wow, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Crucified. You've crucified the sinful nature with its passions. Well, you do that how? Well, through the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. right here, who has been talked about. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians uh, 12, uh, verses 1 through 11. And it's really talking about spiritual gifts, uh, manifestation gifts that are given to uh, spirit-filled people. Um, and this is reserved for those who are true followers of Christ, and that if the Holy Spirit lives in you, uh, you have the ability, the potential to have whatever you need for every situation, and these manifestations are uh, impressive when you look at them. Supernatural enablements to operate effectively in the spiritual realm, and this is where a lot of people haven't quite grasped yet uh, what life really is. So many times we operate simply in the realm uh, that we can see, the physical mm-hmm. realm, right. when, when the reality is that our lives are taking place in the spiritual realm. And it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to operate in that realm, the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. We can't see the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but we know that He's at work in us, and He's fully functional in the spirit realm, and we can depend on Him, and everything we need is there. And when you say manifestation gifts, just mm-hmm. for anyone who's new to that terminology, mm-hmm. what you really mean is uh, things you can see. Mm-hmm. When things are manifested, it just means that you can see them on the outside. That's so these right. are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives mm-hmm. to the church, to individuals, to, to to bless the church and to encourage one another and to right. be used that you can see and hear. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we mean by man, as opposed to uh, a gift that you may not be able to see that's or hear. Right. And for those who would like to study that a little further... I've given a couple of lessons in the Life Transformation course, uh, Life in the Spirit. And if people want to go to that, it's a a really good introduction 
to who the Holy Spirit is and how we can mm-hmm. live. But the last two lessons, lesson seven and eight, deal specifically with these manifestation gifts mm-hmm. that are available to every spirit-filled believer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, of course, link to that in the show mm-hmm. notes. And then Romans uh, 15 and 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so when we talk about things like joy and peace and hope and power, we realize that these are all given to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's living in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans 5 and 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts. How? By the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And so uh, we have hope. We have love in abundance uh, through the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, you know, if people think that they, you know, they don't know, is God working in me? Does, is, is, the whole, is this whole thing really real? That just that simple verse that says, have you experienced the love of God? Mm-hmm. Well, if you believe in Jesus, you have because you've recognized his love for you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yeah, sometimes we, we put that off as the work of the Holy Spirit as something too difficult or mystical mm-hmm. or out there to understand. No, he's already at work in you. You can recognize mm-hmm. it. If you know the love of God, you've already recognized the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I make reference uh, as well to the First Steps Life Transformation course. And the second lesson talks about assurances of salvation. And these are mentioned as some primary ones. Mm-hmm. And that's the Holy Spirit gives us those. And so uh, just to refresh yourself, if you want to do that, go there and, and say, oh, okay, the Holy Spirit is at work. He mm-hmm. has done that on my behalf. And then the final one that I have here is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so... It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power that we need to be able to witness to anyone for Christ, wherever we are. Uh, The same Holy Spirit, it's amazing, just think about this, the same Holy Spirit that has been in in existence since before the beginning of time, uh, that helped to create the whole universe, the same Holy Spirit that was uh, poured out on the day of Pentecost to uh, the disciples of Christ and to the other disciples as other followers. The same Holy Spirit is the one that is given to us, mm-hmm. every one of us today. Right. Uh, this is no second rate thing. And so the same promise that was given to the disciples on the day of Pentecost uh, and that came into fulfillment uh, is the same promise that we live in today. Mm-hmm. We have the same power available to us to, to be bold witnesses for Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. So awesome. All right, so for the end of this chapter, these are the application questions that are going to help us drive this home in our own lives. Question one is this, why do you think so many Christians try so hard on their own to develop their spiritual qualities? And what often results from this approach? That's such a great question to Mm -hmm. answer for yourself. Uh, Maybe you would put yourself, why do I try so hard on my own to develop these spiritual qualities and what happens when I do this? Mm-hmm. Well, why? It's because that's our natural inclination. Mm-hmm. That's, to do it on our own. To do it on our own. That's right. And the unfortunate thing is that people who live like that don't grasp the importance and availability of the Holy Spirit to them. That's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And so they live this life in this way, working so hard and then getting frustrated failing, 
uh, saying, well, I can't ever do this, and, uh, or else restarting again and then going through the whole cycle. And it often leads to uh, frustration and failure. Uh, that's, uh, I see that in people. Yeah. Um, and they, it's because they haven't grasped uh, that you've got to lean into the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do this on your own effort. And a key part of that is knowing that in order to do that, and why we do it on our own so often is because it's really difficult to give up control. That's right. It is so difficult yeah. to trust someone else with with your life, mm-hmm. to trust someone else's decisions for you. Even if you would maybe cerebrally understand, yeah, God is the God of the universe. He knows everything and he's sovereign. But I don't know if I can trust him with this. You know, you don't, you know, maybe wouldn't even say it that way because you know he's big and he's all powerful and all knowing, but it is still difficult to make the choice daily to surrender and, and not be in control. And it is a daily, a moment by moment decision mm-hmm. choice. I choose to trust God thousands of times a day. <laughs> and I you've been doing this a while. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so this isn't something where somebody says, oh, well, it's so easy for you. You know, you were a pastor and. You know, you've been a Christian for a long time and uh, your personality is this. No, no, it's the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everything that's in the word of God is written for everybody. Mm -hmm. Just remember that. This isn't just for a select few. And he said, okay, for you, it's going to be easier. And for you, it's going to be harder. And he knows exactly who you are. He he wouldn't um, make something that was impossible for us to do. Mm -hmm. What he does say is, it looks impossible, because in your own, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm going to do for you. But with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And that's what you learn. And you go through that. So I think that's important mm-hmm. for us to realize that we have to acknowledge that uh, in, in God, that we have to depend on him and give up control, give mm-hmm. our, surrender our lives to God, which, again, is a daily, moment-by-moment choice. Right. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. All right, the second question here is, what changes for a Christian when they realize and accept the fact that the Holy Spirit is prepared to help them with everything they need and do? So when the light comes on Mm -hmm. and you really realize and take it into yourself that this is all possible by the empowering of the Holy Spirit in me, uh, what changes? Sure, you've seen that a few times. I have over the and, years and experienced it. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I think that you begin to see who you are, your relationship with God as a partnership. That, to me, is what really uh, comes into into view. And no longer am I just striving to do these things on my own. You know, God's uh, this entity that's telling me to do these things, and okay, I'm trying to figure out what that is and live it out. No, this is a partnership. And that's what it changes. So I'm not in this uh, alone. Everything that I'm doing, not only is God uh, telling me what I should do, but he's helping me to do it. And that's a big thing that I see in, in people's lives. Mm-hmm. They realize that in order to um, do what's needed to be done, all I have to do, all that's required of me is to do my part. And my part is to trust, to surrender, mm-hmm. And to be obedient, you know, it's the big if that we've talked about mm-hmm. throughout this course. Right. If, if, you know, and the promises are God are conditioned on our response, right. uh, on our investment in this. So if we do our part, God will always do his. And you say, well, how do I know it? Well, you know that more and more, the more you do it. 
it, it, you just grow in it. You grow in a relationship. Oh, I found that God is trustworthy. You listen to uh, an old timer give a testimony and it may sound like, okay, it's the same thing, but to them it's real because they say, you know, I've never seen the Lord let me down and all mm-hmm. the way through my life, God has been faithful. Well, they mean that. That's legit. Yeah. And that's because they put, they've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think that as, as I've matured in my faith, over the years, one of the things that I've learned about the Holy Spirit and staying in step with him is that it's not nearly as difficult as I thought it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I used to think of it as, oh, I gotta, I have to have this many minutes of Bible reading and this many, and then I'll qualify for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And, you know, there's this, this human idea that we have to you know, be away at a retreat center or we have to be walking in the woods and then you might, you know, there's like all Mm -hmm. of these parameters for the Holy Spirit to speak. And one of the things I've learned that's been so beautiful is that it's not that complicated. (laughs) It's not, it's, it's, it's the gentle whisper of the Lord in your everyday, Mm -hmm. uh, when you're in the middle of a situation and you ask for help and you don't have time to go off in a quiet walk in the woods. You just, all you can say is, Jesus, I need help. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. or I'm I'm really afraid about this, or whatever, and him just gently guiding your thought, uh, quieting your heart, those things. It's it's really not nearly as complicated as I used to think mm-hmm. that it was. It sounds very mystical and out there, but it's not. It's just such a personal, personal thing. It is. And a moment, like you said, as much as you surrender moment by moment, he walks with you step by step, That's moment right. by moment. That's right. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, you know, over time, and I've been around a long time, um, sometimes it's the dramatic people, you know, saying things, and you get the impression that that is the spirit-filled life. <laughs> well, The extreme uh, of it, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And, and unless you're doing that, you're not cutting it. And, I mean, I've been exposed to a lot of that stuff over the years. But uh, as I immerse myself in the Word of God and the teaching and the Holy Spirit's illumination coming into my life, I realized just what you have said, mm-hmm. uh, that it's a normal living out what God has for my life and His ability and just uh, leaning into that. It's natural living. Mm-hmm. That's how the Apostle Paul saw it, right? Like just normal Christian living is being filled with the Spirit and walking with the Spirit and living that that life out doing what it says doing what it says right and and that's what it is moment by moment and and so uh, i i hope that if people that are maybe listening that have in the past you know thought well i just don't measure up because man i could never do this or do that and here's some stories that people were telling mm-hmm. just, just put those things out of your mind mm-hmm. and come back to the word of god and just some of the things that we're talking about here today we're like we're regular people yes indeed. you and i are regular people yes we are but we're filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. and we know what it means to walk in the Spirit. And uh, it's an exciting thing. It's, ama- it's an amazing life. And I hope people are hearing us say, too, that those amazing manifestation gifts we talked about earlier in First Corinthians 12, which are so helpful to the church and are so awesome. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, if you've had a chance to s- see that or experience that or be used in those gifts, it's great. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people think that that's what it means to be filled with the spirit. Yeah, that if you're not giving a message in tongues right. and interpretation or a message in prophecy or word of knowledge or something in a public setting, then you don't 
then this doesn't apply to you because no. you, you, you know, but that's not what we're saying. No. This is that moment by moment surrender being filled daily. Yeah. And then the rest of it is great. Right. And, and hopefully you can be used in many different ways and are open to whatever the Holy Spirit Sp- wants to do. Sp- yep. Spirit filled living is just being open yeah. to God working through you. If so, if he wants to manifest something in your life, oh, okay, great. I'm ready. Okay. I'm surrendered, Lord. Yeah. But that's probably not going to happen every single day. No. But this quiet leading of the Spirit is an every day, mm-hmm. every hour. Yeah. You know, that's why that, those old hymns, I need thee every hour, every hour. Every hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should sing on this podcast. Well, you can probably if just... like. We'd all enjoy it. <laughs> You'd jump in with a tenor, I, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, the third question here, how would you describe to someone who the spo- Holy... <clears throat> I don't want to say Spirit... So the third question here, how would you describe to someone who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in your life each day? So this is good. We've sort of already been talking about this one, but um, how would you, as a listener, as you're going through this material, how would you be able to describe this to someone else? I get this question a lot from kids, my own kids, Mm -hmm. but other kids. How do you know when it's God talking to you? How do you know how to hear uh, the Lord speaking to you? How do you know when it's the Holy Spirit? How would you be able to describe what's going on in your life to someone else? Mm-hmm. That's a good question to answer. Mm-hmm. It is a good question. So I think, uh, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. And what I would say is, number one, the Holy Spirit is God living in me, ready to work in me. So it's that simple. The Holy Spirit is God living in me. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to describe to somebody else what that means. Second thing is, the Holy Spirit enables me to participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world. He's the one that's helping me to do that. In this passage that we've been studying from 2 Peter 1, uh, he's the one that's enabling me to do that. Mm -hmm. So yes, one, he lives in me. Two, he enables me uh, to live that life uh, that God has prepared for me. And the third thing I would say is, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what he's doing and what I need to do because he's perfect. So <laughs> He knows what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. That's a reassuring thought. Reassuring thought. So yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a deep study like anything worthwhile is if you really want to take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about a short answer or describing to someone else, I would say just God, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Mm-hmm. God, the Holy Spirit, enables me uh, to live godly. Mm -hmm. And God, the Holy Spirit, knows exactly what he's doing, and he's going to lead me. He's Mm going to show me. Yeah, that's great. And then the fourth and last question, what measures have you put in place to stay filled with the Holy Spirit? What is it that you're going to do every day? What is it you're already doing every day to make sure that you don't wander, to make sure that you don't get distracted by the, all the things that want to pull you to the left and the right. But what measures have you put in place to stay filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Did you want to make a comment about that one? Well, I just that uh, we keep saying this. I mean, so I, I think it's important that we're, we're reinforcing what we're trying to get across here. But just remind yourself, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Mm-hmm. So that, that's one of the things uh, that you can do daily and i don't know how often people do that i know my own life i do regularly throughout the day uh, I'm, I'm constantly talking to the holy spirit throughout the day um, but not only do that but say holy spirit i give control of my life to you uh, 
So you recognize, you remember um, that the Holy Spirit is in you. Remind yourself of that Mm -hmm. each day, several times a day. But also say, Holy Spirit, I give control of my life to you. And that's a daily discipline that you need to do. Uh, you know, the question is, what measures uh, could you put in place? I, I'm always one who suggests going deeper in your, in your study, in your walk. Don't just stay at the surface. Don't yeah. say, oh, well, that's simple. That's easy from what you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. But I say go, go even deeper than that. Yeah. And so uh, earlier I mentioned the Life in the Spirit, uh, Life Transformation course that uh, people can take it and get that online, uh, go to our website and see that, and it'll give them a, a really good basic uh, look at view of the Holy Spirit, how he works in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some bonus work, if you're really a keener, uh, and I did this with our small group that we took through this course recently, I encourage them to read through the book of Acts, the 28 mm-hmm. chapters of the book of Acts, and to look and see uh, how the Holy Spirit all the way through did things in people's lives that they couldn't do on their own. Right, yeah. And when you start looking at that and writing that down, you go, oh, wow, oh, wow, that's how the Holy Spirit works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the Word of God, of course, is, is so important for us. So those are some practical things. Yeah. It depends how serious you are about this, how deep you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, keep doing this daily. Mm-hmm. Right. It reminds me of that very famous Brother Lawrence uh, idea of practicing the presence of Christ. He talks in the letters that he writes about what that means, like when he's washing dishes mm-hmm. and and gardening and all mm-hmm. the things that he would do and what it meant to practically live with a mind focused on the presence of Christ, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, right? And I guess that's why here at Freedom, we're working really hard to keep asking the question, what's next? Right. What's next? So what are you doing now that's great? Uh, what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, like make every effort to add. So what's what's next? What What's your next study? How are we going to peel back another layer? And and, and what else are you going to run after? And and, those, and what, what else might the Holy Spirit want to teach you and show you? And, and just to being really open to that and actively pursuing it. Not letting it come to you because it won't. That's right. <laughs> it won't. Like it's not just going to drop in your lap. You're going to have to actively pursue what's next for you. Awesome. Okay, so in our next episode, we are going to finish off this course. It'll be our eighth episode, and we're going to look at verses 8 to 11, and they outline five amazing benefits of growing. So I'm looking forward to diving into that eighth episode, that seventh chapter of the Everything You Need course with you. Don't hesitate to connect with us on all of our socials at Freedom Church KW. We'd love to talk to you there. And of course, our mission here at Freedom is to equip people to live Christ-centered lives through daily transformation. We hope this episode has done just that. It's a huge honor to be a part of what's next for you. So thanks for listening.